What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. If it's your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you joining us. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Appreciate having you back on the podcast. And today, before we get into the 53-man uh, projection that I have for the team, a couple of new, a uh, couple of uh, not breaking news because obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably know about it. Um, Dolphins made two signings today, uh, two one-year deals. One of them was to Cravon LeBlanc. Cravon LeBlanc, um, he was he's previously from the Philadelphia Eagles. He started uh, with the Chicago Bears, played for the Detroit Lions, um, and he is going to be uh, a Miami Dolphin now. He got signed to a one-year deal. I don't know the specifics of the deal, um, but I do know he got signed to a one-year deal. Um, and then the other signing, which is a sh- uh, a, a shining, <laughs> a signing that uh, I really really like. Um, this is Shaquem Griffin. Uh, Dolphins signed him to a one-year deal after three years in Seattle. Uh, the reason I love this move, if this move is because um, he's the type of guy that just, you know, I, I respect the hell out of because he's had to play. Um, obviously, you know, he has he, he only has one hand. Um, he has a disability. But like to be able to play in the NFL to make it to the NFL is hard enough. Uh, and for a guy like him, again, with the disability to play in the NFL to for this will be his fourth year. Like I have so much respect for that. Um, and I'm excited to have him on the team because he's a guy that when you watched him in Seattle, like he wasn't a starter. He wasn't a guy that, you know, he like one of those Bobby Wagner type of play. Like he wasn't anything crazy good, but like every time he was on the field, he gave his all. And he tried real hard. And that's just something I respect, again, a lot. Um, and so I loved the move. I loved the signing because I think he gives you va- uh, very good depth, valuable depth at the linebacker position. Um, but also on top of that, I think he's going to give you phenomenal um, help in special teams. So love the signing. Uh, not really sure about the Craven LeBlanc. I mean, to be honest, guys, again, I, I, we've talked about this other YouTubers and stuff that, you know, no stuff have talked about like X is gone. I mean, personally, that's like, I don't really know what else the team has to do. They haven't signed him. They've known he's wanted a contract extension since the middle of last season. uh, And they haven't given him one. Right. So like, I just think he's going to be traded. We saw, I forget what cornerback it was from the saints or safety basically put two tweets out saying that like Xavier Howard was going to be a saint. Nothing has happened since then. But like, again, between that, uh, you know, I've heard that the Eagles have made multiple trade offers, um, which is something that professor clump had talked about publicly that they've made trade offers, uh, for X. Um, so like, you know, just, It is what it is. Uh, We've talked about this numerous times on the podcast, and I don't want to get into it more because we have a couple of other things to talk about. But like at the end of the day, guys, like I I just I really don't think X will be on this team. Some people think he will be for the season and then they'll cut him after the season. That could happen again if they don't get fair trade value for what they think he's worth, 
which right now it's like a player and a second. Uh, I think the Dolphins ideally want at least a second round pick and a good player. Um, and we we went through hypothetical trades here on the podcast. Uh, so like you can go listen to that podcast for sure. I break down some trades that Reason talked about and that Professor Klump talked about. Both guys I really trust, as you should too. Um, but yeah, like Xavier Howard again. I, I mean. He, I think he's going to be gone, and the team's just waiting for fair value for him. When that comes, I don't know. I think it would be smart to trade him before training camp because, like, if he if he doesn't want to be there and he doesn't, and you don't want to pay him, then don't bring that into training camp. Don't bring in that distraction. However, I understand like if they don't train him, trade him before training camp. I understand that because like if you're gonna trade your best player, you better get compensation that you want for him and not just settle. So it could be a situation where it gets dragged out because they're waiting for a team who's desperate to trade for him. But yeah, as of right now, uh, again, it's just looking like he's gone. You know, I would say again, 99% sure he won't be on the team. Whether it's start a training camp, whether it's start of the season, you know, he, I don't think he's going to be on this team. Point blank. Uh, next thing I wanted to get into, and this is kind of a tricky topic, and I want to tread carefully, tread lightly, and I wanted to talk about the COVID, uh, the vaccine, the anti-vaxxers versus like the vaxxers is what they're saying with the NFL. So the NFL released a memo which basically said, and this goes to unvaccinated players. If you are unvaccinated and you cause an outbreak, right? So say you didn't get the vaccine and you cause an outbreak, the NFL is not rescheduling games like they did last year. So say you are a player who didn't get vaccinated, you cause an outbreak on your team, the NFL is not going to do what they did last year and change the schedule around for you. You're going to take a loss. Your team is going to take a loss and they're going to fine the team, right? Not you. They're going to, well, they might find you too. I don't know, but they'll find the team for the losses incurred from the game having to be forfeited. So that's gotten a lot of backlash and, and a lot of whether it's backlash or just, it's gotten a lot of buzz, uh, rightfully so. Cause again, it is a, it's a tricky subject, right? Um, and I, I'll never tell you, you need to get the vaccine or you don't need to. I understand where both sides are coming from in this situation. Like if players don't want to get vaccinated, they shouldn't have to. However, I understand what the NFL is talking about, and you should too as a Dolphin fan especially. Reality is, guys, if the if if you remember last year, our, our bye week was around week 11, I think, okay? The goal was to have fit start most of the season, and if we weren't in playoff contention, Tua was going to take over at the bye week, and they were going to get a five, six-game sample size of him you know, before the draft. Um, Then the Denver Broncos had a pandemic outbreak with COVID on their team. And that caused the Dolphins by week to go to week, I think six, was it? Or seven, it was week seven. So like, I understand what the NFL is coming from. Like one, if I was the NFL, I don't want to go through that headache of having to reschedule all these games and cause all this chaos you know, because of this pandemic that's already affected people enough. Um, and, you know, it, it's one of those situations where it doesn't affect you until it affects you. You know, last year, 
with the Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins weren't supposed to have a bye week that early, and we did. You know, what if you what if a team, what if you're going up against the Raiders, right, week three, and they have an outbreak, and now you have to reschedule games, and now your bye week is week three, and you have to play, what is it? I mean, 15 games in a row? Like, yeah, it's 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 an issue for sure. But I under I also understand where players are coming from because I mean, they're human beings, right? If you don't want to get the vaccine, like I don't care. I, I think a lot of people care more maybe than I do. If if you choose not to get it, I it doesn't affect how I feel about you or how I view you. I chose to get it. A lot of people I know chose to get it. My mom didn't get it, right? My mom chooses not to get the vaccine. What you know, that doesn't affect my opinion. It's your body. You do what you want. Uh, obviously, people understand the positives and negatives to getting it or not getting it, and you make your own decision. Uh, the Dolphins, however, and the reason I wanted to talk about this was because of the Dolphins and also, weirdly enough, the Bills. The Dolphins have, I think, the highest or one of the highest vaccinated uh, or vaccination percentages in the NFL. We're above 85%. Like over 85% of the team and coaches are vaccinated. Um, and so it probably won't affect us hopefully as much as maybe other teams, but I saw a tweet right before I came on that talked about, uh, who was it? It, it, I want to say, trying to think who it was that, uh, tweeted this and, uh, let me, sorry, I'm going to try to get it real quick. I apologize for the, the pause, but, um, someone tweeted that, there was a team, and we're going to talk about this right now. There's a team that has a lot of players on it or several players on it that choose not to get vaccinated, are anti-vax. However, they are, quote unquote, too good to be cut. Now, this team, I, again, I'm just guessing here, but I would say my guess is 98% accurate. This team is the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Team in your division, the Buffalo Bills infamously have Cole Beasley on their team because Cole Beasley has been the most vocal human you'll ever see about the vaccine. I'm not saying it's a bad or good thing. I'm just saying he's the most vocal about it. And also their quarterback. (laughs) Okay. Josh Allen is anti-vaccine. So if the NFL comes out with a memo basically saying you you have to cut players if they don't get the vaccine or else you're going to have to forfeit games, God forbid, an outbreak happens, like what are you supposed to do if you're the Bills? Seriously. Like the Bills have multiple players on their team that are anti-vax, including their quarterback. So like what are they supposed to say? Hey, I know Cole Beasley and Josh Allen don't want to get the vaccine, but I'm going to cut them. So it's definitely going to be a tricky situation. Um, And again, I want to tread lightly here. If you're someone listening and you didn't get vaccinated, I don't care. Like, that's completely fine. I'm not here to judge. I'm just stating like what the NFL has released and, and the truth about the situation, you know, and the truth about it is players are going to have to like, I I don't know what's going to happen. Cause like, if you're a player, like Deandre Hopkins came out and said he might retire and then he deleted the tweet. But there's players out there that, like, if you're a player that's made a lot of money, you why like you might sit out a year. 
you might sit out a year again because I'm not getting the vaccine and hopefully next year I don't have to deal with this. Or you might be like, look, I'm not taking the chance. I'm going to retire. If I have enough money, I'm out, right? I don't want to deal with this. Now, if you're a lower player, like you're a practice squad guy, it's pretty much you have to get vaccinated, you know, whether they agree with it or not. I'm not here to argue about that. But if you are a player that's making 300,000, you're on practice squad, you're barely able to make a team as it is, you're going to get cut if you're not vaccinated. It's just simple as that. Whether, again, whether I or you agree with it or not, that's that's what's going to happen. Um, so like, yeah, it's just, it's a crazy situation, but, you know, relating it to the Dolphins and also the Bills who are in our division, it's going to be a tricky situation for them because uh, Brandon Bean, the GM for the Buffalo Bills has come out publicly and he said, I will cut players if they haven't been vaccinated. Like Brandon Bean came out and said, I will be willing to cut unvaccinated players. Now, obviously when he said that, it's probably like, you know, as I said, roster or, or people who are barely able to make the roster, bubble players, practice squad, like Look, if Josh Allen's not willing to get vaccinated, he's not going to get cut. So yeah, there's definitely going to be teams who have issues with this because they're going to have players who are good that aren't going to get vaccinated and they're not cutting them. So it's kind of like this gamble that the teams might have to take of like, let's hope there's no outbreak. Because again, if you're a team like the Bills, you know, if you're a team like the Texans, it would suck. But like, it doesn't matter. You know, they're, 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 they're not going to be good. But if your team like the Dolphins or the Bills or Chiefs or something like what if you have a game and there's players on your team that aren't vaccinated and, you know, they they don't have to be. They have their own right not to be. But you lose a game and it knocks you out of, you know, a top seed or it knocks you out of the playoffs. Those are serious implications, let alone the fines. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely going to be something that we got to keep an eye on. And I'm not going to talk about it a lot on here uh, just because it is a tricky situation. And I'm never going to tell someone like they have to or don't have to get vaccinated. Like it's your choice. I respect people's choice, whatever it is. Um, but nonetheless, again, this is the NFL's rule. This is the NFL's decision. And it's going to be curious to see how it develops, you know, really just in the next couple of weeks before the season. Because uh, if teams have a problem with it, they better figure out a solution before the season. Because once it comes, I don't think they're going to change their minds. Uh, so yeah, now let's get into what I had planned for the podcast. Uh, I had to make some last minute changes because I had a 53 man roster projection. I did the math, right? I had everyone figured out and they go ahead and sign two people, right? So I was like, oh gosh. Here we go. And, and the two people they signed, I think, will make the roster. So I was like, oh, man, I got to change around some stuff. I was going to do the podcast earlier today. I was about to record it. And then everything broke with Shaquem Griffith, uh, Griffin and, you know, uh, Craven LeBlanc. So I was like, OK, can't do the podcast right now. Uh, but nonetheless, here's my 53-man roster. We're going to go over, like, numbers, right? I want to double check that it is 53 players. I... I'm pretty sure it is. I've like triple checked it. But nonetheless, as we go along, I'm going to be adding the amount of players. So let's start on the guarantees, like special teams, right? Let's just get through that real quick. 
Jason Sanders as your kicker, Michael Pilardi as your punter, Blake Ferguson as your long snapper. Those three are guaranteed. Okay, so I wanted to get those three out of the way because like I don't need to waste a lot of time with that. Uh, so there's three right there. Okay, let's go to offense. Quarterback, I mean, is there any conversation here? Tua and Jacoby Percet. I don't think they're going to carry three quarterbacks, probably on the practice squad, but definitely not on the roster. It's going to be Tua and Jacoby Percet, meaning it's five now, five total players. For running backs, I actually have Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, Jordan Scarlett, and Jared Dokes in that order. Um, Savan Ahmed could make the roster. It's just if I were the Dolphins, I want four running backs that have different skill sets. Savan Ahmed, to me, is pretty much a Miles Gaskin. They're very, very similar, if not identical. Uh, so the, he could make the roster. It's probably the thing I'm least certain about on this list. But again, four running backs. I don't see the Dolphins carrying five. That's a lot. And they have four different style running backs. Uh, so Malcolm or Miles Gaskin will be your starter. Malcolm Brown, the bruiser. Jordan Scarlett's your traditional running back um, that could honestly make his way up to starting role based off what I've heard. And then Jared Dokes will be, he, he's good out of the backfield. He'll definitely be incorporated like Miles Gaskin was in 2019, but I think he's going to take a backseat role at first. Next up for your wide receivers, or so, so that's four players right there, right? So now we're at nine players. For your wide receivers, let me go through all the wide receivers I think we're keeping. I have seven, and then I'll go through who's starting and who's doing what. So seven wide receivers that we're keeping. DVP, Waddle, Fuller, Preston, Lynn Bowden, Albert Wilson, Mac Hollins. Uh, DVP, Waddle, and Fuller are your starters. Uh, Preston is Parker's backup. Lynn Bowden is Jalen Waddle's backup. Albert Wilson is Will Fuller's backup uh, because I've heard he's getting a lot more reps outside. And then Matt Collins, who will be your gunner, right? So let's put him in at gunner too for special teams. He uh, actually was probably the best backup wide receiver we had last year. Uh, seriously, like between him, Jakeem Grant, Isaiah Ford, like he was probably the most reliable and consistent. Uh, and his value as a gunner on special teams is very valuable, right? Uh, so I think we'll keep those seven, adding the total now, bring the total to 16 players. For tight ends, I have us keeping four. Uh, Mike Kosicki, Hunter Long, Adam Shaheen, and Seathan Carter. I do not think Durham Smythe will make the roster. Again, Why I they could carry five tight ends. That's just a lot to me. And I think there's other positions that need more players than that. Uh, Mike Kosicki and Hunter Long, that's no shock there. Hunter Long, I think, is going to be a starter. I do. If you remember last year before the Patriots game, week one, Durham Smythe was tight end one. He was a starter with Mike Kosicki. So I would fully expect week one to see Hunter Long uh, as a starter with Mike Kosicki. And then Seathan Carter and Adam Shaheen as the backup tight ends. That brings the total now to 20. Okay. Uh, I think. Hold on. Yeah, 20 players, uh, three of them being from special teams. Um, so let's actually, you know what? Let's do special teams after. Let's count 17 players right now on offense. Let's just do group by group, 17 on offense. Um, then for offensive line, uh, we have starters from left tackle to right tackle. 
Uh, Jackson, Kinley, Skura, Eichenberg. Um, Jesse Davis could be your left guard starting. No idea. I've heard that that's a possibility. But I have your backups as Davis, Dieter, and Fluker. Fluker can be uh, that right guard, right tackle backup. Uh, Michael Dieter will be your backup center. And then Jesse Davis can really be a backup on every position on the line. So they're they're going to keep him. So right there, that's another eight players bringing the total on offense to 25. Okay, so we have 25 players. And then special teams, uh, let's do that real quick because I kind of already did it, but for my for my own sake, getting the math correct, I have to do it this way. Jason Sanders, Michael Pilardi, and Blake Ferguson, that brings the total to 28. And then putt returner, kick returner, and gunner, uh, these are all players that are already on the roster, but uh, obviously they'll fill multiple roles. Your punt returner and kick returner will be Jalen Waddell. Uh, I personally think that he's too explosive to not use. Also, 75% of kick returns now in the NFL are touchbacks. So you don't really need to worry about him injuring himself. Uh, they really, he's really not even needed there. And I wouldn't be shocked if Lynn Bowden, who I have as the backup punt returner, wouldn't be shocked if he took a majority of the reps because he'll be a backup and he's, he has some wiggle. Uh, he's just a good football player and he can do a lot with the ball in his hands. So, but, but again, with Jalen Waddle, the explosiveness that he has, I think is too good to not use him as much as you can. So I have Jalen Waddle as your punt returner, Lynn Bowden as his backup, and then on kick return, Waddle and Bowden. Then for your gunners, I have Mac Collins, who we talked about, and then Shaquem Griffin, who we will talk about later on defense, but I think he will be your other gunner. So again, if we just look at the three players I added on special teams, we're at 28 now. Okay, now on defense, we have 25 players, uh, which will bring the total to 53. The Dolphins' base scheme is 3-4, meaning they will have three on the line of scrimmage and four linebackers, uh, two of them being outside that rush the passer, the other two being your Mike and Will. Okay, so let's just go off of base defense, 3-4. Your starting nose tackle will be Raekwon Davis, no shock there. And then your two ends will be Wilkins and Agba. If the Dolphins decide to go four-man front, which Reason has talked about them, he's heard that they're going to use a lot more of that this year, uh, it would be... Probably, I would guess, unless Raekwon Davis looks really good as a DT as well, not just a nose tackle, it'll probably be what I would do, Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Ogba, and Jalen Phillips. They could also substitute Zach Sealer in there for Raekwon Davis. That could very well be a possibility. For the backup on the, on the line, the defensive line, I have John Jenkins, Adam Butler, and Zach Sealer. They're going to be your backup uh, defensive linemen. Next, for your linebackers, uh, I have our outside linebackers being Jalen Phillips and Andrew Van Ginkle, and their backups being Vince Beagle and Shaquem Griffin. So those will be the backup outside linebackers, but the starters will be Andrew Van Ginkle and Jalen Phillips. Then for your Mike and Will linebacker, uh, your Mike, the leader of the linebacker room, will be Bernardrick McKinney. 
His backup, Alandon Roberts. And then for your Will linebacker, you'll have Jerome Baker and then Duke Riley as his backup. So I'm pretty confident in those people being, again, on the team, making the team. And then for your right outside linebacker, uh, I think Brennan Scarlett. Brennan Scarlett, honestly, he could be a gunner, maybe, but I have him right now as a as another backup outside linebacker, uh, Brennan Scarlett. So, you know, curious to see how that works out with the Shaheen Griffin addition. I don't really know why they added him. I like the addition, but I don't know what role he's going to fill or who he's going to kick out. Um, but yeah, I just have for that that side, the right outside linebacker, which would be the Jack. It'd be Andrew Van Ginkle, Shaquem Griffin, and Brennan Scarlett. Next, we have our cornerbacks. Yippee, here we go. Let's talk about it. So, again, I don't think Xavier Howard will make the team. And not make the team. I, I worded that like he's not good. He won't be on the team. So, my 53-man roster projection is assuming he will not be on the team week one. So, your starting cornerbacks... Noah and Byron on the outside, Justin Coleman on the inside. Your backups for them, Nick Needham in the slot, and then Trill Williams and Craven LeBanc on the outside. That's based off of the new signings. I think that's who's going to make it. That's who's going to be in those spots. Uh, However, again, Jason McCourty knows how to play cornerback as well, so he could be a backup or he could be a starter if they feel more confident with him and Byron than Noah and Byron. Who knows? But those are my cornerbacks. Again, your starters, Byron, Noah, and Justin Coleman. Your backups, Nick Needham, Trill Williams, and Craven LeBlanc. Then for your safeties, don't listen to Bleacher Report. They said that Brandon Jones and Javon Holland would fight for the free safety role. Uh, Brandon Jones is not a free safety, in case you need to know that. Uh, They probably don't know that because they don't watch film. Uh, Brandon Jones' weakest part of his game is in the passing game. He's, he's He's very good in the run game, or... Pretty good in the run game, and he will have to develop as a passer. They're not or a pass coverage safety, so they're not going to put him at free safety over Javon Holland. I would expect the free safeties to be Javon Holland and Jason McCourty. Wouldn't be shocked if Jason McCourty started, based off of his knowledge of the defense, his leadership, his experience. He could start, but I'm going to put it as Javon Holland with Jason McCourty as the backup. And then strong safety, you have Eric Rowe and Brandon Jones as his backup. Clayton Fedulum, I don't think, will make the team. They're paying him way too much as well. They could cut him and save money. But yeah, so that brings the total right there to 25 players. So we have 53, our 53-man roster. Again, I don't think anything on here is shocking to anyone. Uh, you know, like maybe the most shocking thing was our offense with our running backs and wide receivers. You know, some people, and I don't really know what's shocking about who I cut as a wide receiver. Like I cut Jakeem Grant, Isaiah Ford, Alan Hearns. You know, I cut the people you'd expect to be cut or I expect to be cut. And then running back wise, I think Savon Ahmed is the most uncertain I am about any of these projections. But like, you know, if I added another running back, who am I taking out? You know, like realistically, who am I taking out uh, if I if I add another running back? I mean, I feel like I have good depth everywhere. Uh, I don't feel like anyone that's on the team is unnecessary based off their role. 
you know, maybe putting Brennan Scarlett as Gunner at Gunner uh, over Shaquem Griffin, possibly. But like, again, I, I just if if they carry a lot of running backs, I'm going to be curious to see see what they do uh, at other positions. But yeah, that's just I don't I think Albert Wilson will make the team. I think uh, Durham Smythe will get cut. I guess that's kind of a shocker. Durham Smythe getting cut. I think that's probably going to happen. Um, yeah, but again, curious to see what your guys' thoughts are. I don't think anything on here is shocking. Maybe me saying that X won't be on the team, but that's just what I personally feel and what I, based off what I've heard, that's what I think. Um, but like, yeah, that's my 53 man roster projection. And it's a, it's a really good roster to be honest with you. Like they're the offensive line is probably the biggest question mark to me. Uh, and it's really that left side, to be honest. I worry about that left side a lot. Like Austin Jackson and Kinley, I don't know about that, to be honest. Based off what I saw last year, uh, I don't know. You know, Robert Hunt and Lee Meikenberg, I think, are going to be solid. And Robert Hunt has the potential, in my mind, to be a pro bowler. Masker, it's going to depend if he can just reduce the snap issues to no snap issues, then I, I'll, I'll feel better about that than Ted Karras for sure. So yeah, the offensive line is really just the biggest concern. But when I look at the roster, I mean, it's a pretty good roster. The wide receiving core, the tight ends, the defense, I mean, it's stacked. Like seriously, looking at this defense, even without X on it, like if I took X out, is it as good? No, but this defense is really good. And the depth is crazy. Again, let's talk about like Nick Needham, Alandon Roberts, and Vince Beagle were starters on this team in years past. And I don't even think they're going to be starters this year. I don't think they're going to make it as a starter. So there's a lot of players on this team that are like that to where I'm like, yeah, you've been a starter in the past, but like the wide receiving core alone. Think about that. When, when you talk about how bad the wide receiving core was last year, Literally two of the three starting wide receivers aren't starters anymore. Preston and Lynn Bowden aren't starters anymore. Right? Like that that just tells you how bad our <laughs> wide receiving core was last year. The fact that, you know, I don't project most of them to even be starters. Really just Devontae Parker. That's it. He's the only guy I expect to be a starter out of the starters from last year. And there's some guys again that won't even make the team. Again, uh, Ford, Jakeem Grant, won't, I don't think will make team. Durham Smythe. So they definitely improved this roster. Like when you look at it on paper, the Dolphins have a really good team. Now it's just going to be about can Tua take that leap forward? Can the offensive line take a, a fairly good leap forward? Um, and then on defense, can we become more balanced? I, I Again, I'm personally in the mindset and people may disagree with me on this and that's fine. If the Dolphins become more balanced on defense and can actually stop the run more consistently and rush the passer more consistently, like you don't technically need X to be a good defense. Yeah, he probably pushes you above to like an elite defense if he's healthy, right? Big if. But like theoretically, when you look at this roster, if we can just rush the passer and stop the run a little more consistently, I mean, we'll be good because that was our biggest issue last year is we relied on X too much. 
but most most teams again they don't need a, a top three cornerback to be good they or, or they don't need a top three cornerback for their defense to be good they just need guys who are fundamentally sound and you can do the foundational fundamentals the proper way stop the run get after the passer if you can do those things your defense is it it's not going to be a train wreck right for the dolphins if they don't have x now if they can't rush the passer that's going to be an issue they can't rush the passer and they're allowing the quarterback like Josh Allen to sit back there and and feast on Nick Needham or Noah Igbenogany that that's going to be an issue but again i think the dolphins did a lot of moves this offseason to help improve the pass rush and if that can happen if they can get better in that area you're going to see a much more well-balanced uh, Dolphins defense this year, regardless of if we have X or not. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe to my Twitter, uh, like, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening on, and also share with your friends. Really appreciate the support that you guys have given the podcast within the last couple of weeks. Uh, the audience is growing more and more every day. And I really, really appreciate that. So have a great rest of your day. I'll see you tomorrow or Sunday. I have a a couple of podcasts planned. So expect a podcast maybe tomorrow night or Sunday morning, or I might even wait till Monday. We'll see. But definitely be on the lookout for a really cool guest I'm going to have on the podcast uh, sometime this weekend or on Monday. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking so football, cause we're the Miami Dolphins.